Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting edition of the Cutting Out Early podcast for episode number 22-0. Unbelievable. Making our way through another COVID month, December, December 10th, 2020. Max Major here, Zach Montgomery, Alex Newth, having a good week, hopefully at least. Zooming in over here. Yeah, zooming in. How you guys doing? How's uh how's everything uh, coming together? I know December is kind of a crazy time. It is for me, but I know it is for you guys too. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, you got the new uh well relatively new full time gig over there in Grand Rapids. At least you don't have to worry about finals, I guess. I mean that's got to be at least a perk. I get it's busy, but the fact that you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours studying and stressing about that, I mean it's, it's got to feel a little good. I would I would hope so. Yeah, you know, my, my law school roommate texted me over Thanksgiving and he was like, you know what's great is not having that existential dread just hanging over your head while eating Thanksgiving dinner about <laughs> returning to campus for finals. And I was like, you know, you, you are kind of right. That is a silver lining and around being so busy with work, but I, you know, definitely thankful for that. Yeah, I know. I uh I'm looking forward to the day. I, I have one left. I have I've I've gotten pretty much everything done, just one on Monday, and that's gonna be so good when that's over with and I'll be able to finally have a little bit of a uh, space to take a breath, I guess. And, and, uh, and be able to put a little more time into the show. We do have to compile more drops. <laughs> I would, I would like to do that. Um, so that's going to be my main goal throughout the, throughout the break. Nothing else, just working on drops. <laughs> else. We'll do some production work together. Yeah. Over a break. That'll I'm be looking nice. forward to that. Cause it really is one of the best parts of running the show is kind of getting the little production pieces together, drops or anything, even the intro or the outro stuff like that is kind of fun to make. So, so we'll, we'll make a plan show meeting. That's Show a, meeting, absolutely. <laughs> we hope you guys are uh, having a good week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Episode number 20, like I said, making it to... Uh, wow, even number. I know, it's unbelievable. We're, we're making our way through it. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we really appreciate everyone listening. And, and th- this is for real, and uh, it's uh, something that we started back in the summer, and we've we've made our way through now half of the year doing it, really. It's it's kind of crazy to think about how, how much it's uh, really flied by, but... We really appreciate all the listeners, and we really want you guys to leave reviews, rate us, follow us, everything on social media. It really does help and kind of uh, keeps us going uh, throughout the entire time we're doing the show. So uh, we really appreciate all you guys out there. Keeps up our self-esteem and everything. <laughs> that, that too. But uh, there, there actually is a lot of, I know it's not a sports podcast, but there is a lot of sports stuff going on right now. Um, we'll get into U of M. Uh, I have a lot to say about them. We'll get into OSU too with the... Uh, with the cancellation, but first, uh, you guys have, have got to be excited. I mean, it's a it's a big day. 
The Gruff Sparty helmet. Oh, the Gruff Sparty. Dude. That's a big day, right? Wait, You've been wait, talking wait. about Does this, this for a while. Does this mean we have to start talking about the best helmets in college sports? <laughs> We're almost being forced to with this story. I honestly, I opened up my Instagram today and I saw it. I didn't believe it. I thought it was fake. I was like, you always see Gruff Sparty like replicas. And then I was like, shoot, this is the actual MSU football account. We're getting <laughs> serious. That's exciting. And... And some breaking news, as of like 15 minutes ago, apparently for the Maryland game earlier this year that got canceled, we had planned to put out a script helmet. How cool would that have been? Oh, a script MSU helmet? Yeah. Like the way the basketball uniforms look with state and script across the chest? Yeah, it would have yeah, been yeah. that on a helmet. What do you mean you plan to do it? How is that well, breaking news? Because we didn't unveil it because the game got canceled. Oh, I see. Is it going to be used down the road at all? I, w- I would hope so. I mean, the fact that it exists, I mean, that's news in and of itself. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but what's, but definitely, I mean, That's definitely something Mel Tucker's bringing in. Like, we, for years, we've had the, the same. That's a great point. For Yeah, for years, we've had the same, you know, Sparty sticker on the side of the helmets. And now, like, one year into Mel Tucker, you're getting gruff Sparty. You're getting the all greens. You're getting the, uh, you know, the script. Pickles. The what? The pickles. The pickles? Yeah, the all greens. Those are the pickles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's what I meant with the Great way to describe it. Those were really cool. If we weren't getting destroyed by OSU, it would have been a lot more fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you think about the Gruff Sparty? Is this something you've been asking for? Do you like this? I Actually, I think we've had this little bit on our show sheet forever, and it's like top helmets. Yeah. And if you go all the way down, this was back in the summer. I was like... I'm all about the gruff Sparty. <laughs> all about it. Alex, you were quoted as saying, not a real thing and honestly don't like it. Could be done better. <laughs> Do you still find well, those sentiments true on December 10th? Well, no, because that was in reference to the like the fakes that always get leaked out there. And I didn't really like many of the fakes because it was, I think, a white helmet with a green gruff Sparty. I and th- the, uh, the real one is now green with a white gruff Sparty. And while I think... It could be done either color combo. I definitely like the real one a lot better than some of the fakes that are out there. Do you think they'll ever come up with that green visor? Have you seen the green visor? Like the, I don't know what the, college some rules the... on colored visors are. Oh, man. If they had like a green visor to go with it. I don't know if it like makes you worse at playing football, though, if you're like that much <laughs> that huge of a change in your color perception. <laughs> but, wow, you would look awesome. I feel like colored visors aren't a thing remember when obj got in trouble for having a colored visor during yes. the game yes i do yes i do i don't know if that could happen in college i mean it would it would look cool yeah like going down I, the street with why, tinted windows why wouldn't they do that it's probably against the rules why i don't know if because only they, if anything, you gotta be able to see their eyes if look they, where they're going no they have the dark ones you can wear the dark ones you know like marshawn lynch always wore that dark visor you never saw his face he was just an animal yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Beast write mode. write, write a letter mode. to Mel Tucker. See what you can do. I'm a proud alum, and I'm disappointed that I've never seen a dark visor on a Michigan State uniform. No, I'm just going to let him keep going. He's got the gruff Sparty going. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. He won't be getting another cent out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss that check. Bye-bye. At least, at least in, in the state of MSU football, 
as it is, you could look forward to at least seeing the like the cool helmets they come out onto the field with, and then flip over to some other game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're um they're playing Penn State this week, and the game was moved to noon. It was supposed to be a three thirty start. Uh, Alex, do you know the spread of that game? I don't. Let me see. I can check I... real quick. Can though. you check and find out? Because uh, I mean, it's it's weird what's happening right now. So okay, they changed the rules. They changed the rules, Jim. They changed the rules when they shouldn't have. <laughs> so now... Is this home cooking? <laughs> well, I mean, they got dollar signs in their eyes. <laughs> I know that's a big thing. But but they changed the rules. Ohio State, having played five games... Oh, with, these rules. With, I thought you were talking about the MSU-Penn State games. So. No, 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 no. But, yes, the conference changed the rules. Yeah, exactly. Did you find the spread, though? I'm pulling it up right now. I'm kind of curious to see what it is because... Um, I mean, is who's favored? Who's favored right now? Who would you think is favored? Penn State and, and uh, Michigan State. I would say Penn State. Michigan yeah, State. Penn, it, I mean, Penn State's had a bad year, but I think their talent is still higher than ours. And at least when they show up, they're not shameful. <laughs> MSU's had two great games, and then how many losses? Four shameful games. Yeah, Michigan State's two and four. Penn State is two and five. Right, are you ready? Sure. Do you want to? Do you want to take a guess as to what the spread is? Um, you know, I don't know if Penn State... Where's the game being played? Not that it really matters. I think it's being played in Happy Valley. I bet Penn State's favored by like three and a half points. I go Penn State... I bet it's close. Penn State, six. Six and a half. Thirteen. Oh! Thirteen? Wow. You're it, kidding me. They did us dirty. That's, That's unbelievable. I would actually, it's anywhere I between take, like 13 and 15. I might take MSU on that one. I don't know. We are 13? playing for the Land Grant Trophy. I know that's a huge trophy. It looks great. Is it? Look up a picture of it. It looks amazing. The Land Grant Trophy, the yeah. most beautiful. Do you know what a Land Grant University is? I mean, one that was started by a land grant. Yeah. Well, imagine yeah, so. MSU and Penn State were the first two ones. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's I did not why know they that. Play for the Land Grant Trophy. Is it better than the Paul Bunyan Trophy? No, no. Paul Bunyan's way cooler. <laughs> The Land Grant Trophy? The Land Grant That's Trophy? That's the silliest trophy I've ever heard of. Look it up. It looks like a giant box. It's just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it was a rivalry that they created when they added Penn State to the Big Ten to try to make them fit in. That's it right there. What is it, like a UPS package? <laughs> we have delivered like a random trophy thing on the top. They should have it presented by the, the UPS guy and, and or, the, or like a FedEx guy. Bring it out like, oh, uh, here's the package or something. They just bring it out like, okay, we got it now. Uh, here you go, team. Take it. Aesthetics are awesome. Look at this. They're holding it up like it's the like it's the Stanley Cup. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I found it. I found a diagram online of the anatomy of the Land Grant Trophy. Do you want me to read some of these things? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. I need please some do. Help. <laughs> so up top, it's described as a generic gold football figurine. So it's not even like you know, a special. It's not even a special player or anything from the rivalry. <laughs> It's, oh my, it's like a bowling. It's like uh, a bowling the, trophy. The it's just, statu- <laughs> I think it's somebody bowling. And they have the two statues <laughs> from the schools: the uh, the Nittany Lion and Sparty. Uh, then they have underneath that gold figurine what's called a textbook butt joint. Oh no, no, no that's the square <laughs> angle of of the of the trophy. Because you know trophies need square angles. Of course, that's so important with any trophy is a square angle. <laughs> then they have. Along that side there, holding up the statues, is ornate shelving. 
<laughs> shelving. Another thing I think of when I think Why? of a statue. I want to make sure there's sufficient shelving for the statue. <laughs> you know, I'll just put some knickknacks there, some sundries, whatever it may be. It's there on the trophy. It's like a china there, cabinet. There are both color photos and smaller black and white photos of buildings at both of the land grant oh universities. My oh my god. god, buildings? Wow. That's incredible. Because when I think of a trophy, I think of pictures of buildings on it. That's great. It's- and finally, and most importantly, it is made of reclaimed wood with a premium wood stain on it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's like particle board. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll use that wood in the corner there. We we're going to throw it out. Can we make a trophy out of it? Yeah, but make sure it has enough shelving. <laughs> I got it. I got it. We'll get the carpenter team on it. Oh my god. It's weatherproof. It looks oh, so bad. It's weatherproof. It looks yeah, so bad. It's weatherproof because people leave it outside and forget about it. <laughs> oh, where's that stupid trophy? Oh, I think it's outside. Oh, shit, it's raining. <laughs> oh, thank God. They made it weatherproof. <laughs> I forgot it. I was using it to prop open the garage door. <laughs> <laughs> I could oh, do that. Yeah. Like one of those door, the door bricks that you put in to keep it open. It definitely <laughs> looks kind of like that. <laughs> I know I made too. bad it's like purchases. Three foot tall. Jeez. I've made a bad purchase <laughs> here. <laughs> well, um, I guess uh, everyone get excited for the thrilling rivalry between Michigan State and Penn State this weekend for that magnificent trophy. But the rules have been changed. Ohio State is now going to play in the uh, Big Ten final the championship game and oh, this is a disgrace i'm curious to hear your guys's thoughts on it i don't think oh, zach and i were talking before the show and uh he's he's not too happy no i think it's stupid do you think if any other team was gonna go to the or potentially had the option to go to the big 10 champion let's say this was indiana and osu the roles were reversed do you think that they would make the same exception for indiana you know absolutely not i alex i kind of disagree I think they want. I th- I think what happened was the Big Ten did not realize how many games would be canceled. I think they were maybe a little too optimistic. No, the I think they didn't want to play. I think they just didn't care. They didn't want to play, and then they realized. What do you mean? Shoot, they're actually gonna. They they thought, they thought like. Oh, you mean the Big Ten like decision yeah. makers or whatever? Yeah, because they the Big Ten is the strictest um, strictest res- I know this is gonna sound stupid restrictions on uh, their teams than any other conference. Like if you test positive, then you can't test back in. You have you are automatically out for two weeks, um, or three weeks, or something like that. It might be three weeks. I don't know. Um, stuff so and it 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 if you go through it, it's like the Big Ten was like, fine, you guys can play football, but it's gonna be super. You know, we're gonna make sure that everyone is gonna be safe, and there's gonna be huge restrictions on it because we don't want anything to go wrong. Yeah. So I. I think that, like, even compared to, like, the SEC, like, compared to, like, the SEC where you can test back in, you know, like, Nick Saban's, um, he had, like, three or four tests, you know, the first time he tested positive. When it was a false positive? The false positive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he tested back in, so you couldn't do that in the Big Ten. You would be out for two weeks. Okay, so what, but if that's the case, then. Yeah, what's your point, Zach? Then what's the point? Oh, I'm saying that they didn't want, like, they didn't really care if anyone played. They were just like, you know what, like, let's just go. Okay. We'll let them have their fun. We'll shut up Jim Harbaugh, and we'll have everyone play. They didn't realize that the season might actually finish. And so you, you one, think they just didn't think it through? Yeah, and their top team might actually go to the college football Oh, playoff. I disagree. I bet they thought the season was going to finish. They were going to do whatever they could to get it to finish. I think it'd be even a worse look to start and then stop in the middle. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I 
looking back at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't. I so wasn't sure it was going to finish. So you're telling me they said it's not going to finish probably. So we don't really care what rules we put in. We're just going to put in something that we don't really think we're not going to think about. I, you know, I think so. I don't think it was thought through no very way. well. I, I, I disagree. I don't think they planned for it to not go through, though. I think they planned it as if it was going Absolutely. to finish. They had to. Absolutely. No matter what they thought. I, I think they did, too. But the other thing is, I I don't think, first of all, I don't think this is that surprising. I kind of figured this was going to happen. And second of all, I think they just didn't expect so many games to be canceled. And they kind of realized that, you know, with these games being canceled now a little more than we thought, we're still finishing like we want to, like we want to have the, you know, just the games on TV and everyone to see that the Big Ten's making it work. But they didn't want to have to let the best team, which Ohio State, I'm sorry, is a Michigan guy, I guess. They are the best team. I mean, regardless if they played five games, they're the best team. It's very evident. Do you really think that they should miss the the the, the championship game because of that rule? I think with this year, yes. they kind of had to adapt. I don't well, think so. So, so what would you prefer, Alex? I agree, they probably didn't, I agree that they probably didn't expect as many games to get canceled. But at the same time, they should have thought of this ahead of time. They had a rule that you had to play so many games relative to the rest of the conference to qualify for the championship. And everybody agreed to that. And then Ohio State wasn't able to play that many games, so they shouldn't qualify for the championship. That's just how it goes. I mean, it. I mean, yes, Ohio State is undefeated, and they said that they went through a quote-unquote competitive analysis, which is really just a financial analysis. Oh, sure. I agree um, with that. And they said that OSU would have advanced even if they lost to Michigan. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't have happened, but because of their head-to-head win over Indiana, so they're going to put them in the championship regardless of whether they had their you know, requisite number of games or not. But I don't think that's fair because there are teams out there who have played their full schedule and went through the full rigors of, of the season, and Ohio State didn't have to do that. They basically had more bye weeks. Don't you think that helps them win more games? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think Ohio State's good enough where it wouldn't really matter anyway. Yeah, but take take the school out of it and take their skill level out of it. Just but, think but about their number of wins. But you can't look do at that. it as number of wins, and they don't have the required number of games to qualify. But you can't do that with college football. It's always a, a committee who who votes on the best teams. For it's the, the same way for the playoffs, but not for conference championship games. I I just don't I just don't think that it would be the right thing to do to have them sit out the championship game. I I just think that's unfair. They are the best team. Don't, do you, don't you agree that they're the best team in the entire Big Ten? I think that the way the year is so far with COVID, how weird and screwed up everything is, that they're going to have to adapt and to try to make these changes. And I also don't think that it ruins the integrity of the actual game and the actual teams that play. I think it still is a fact that each if they like expanded the playoffs or reduced it, that'd be different. But they just made this type of adjustment to allow the best teams to get in and i i just don't see a problem with it in this crazy covid year and the covid season of them trying to make something work where the two, best two teams would get in and i, I think they've done that i, I get it's based on money too what I'm, but what I'm it also is a lot saying, of good teams that are there that's my thought what i'm basically saying is that they should have accounted for this when they made the rules because they made the rules like arbitrarily stupid where you had to play so many games. They shouldn't have done that to begin with. And basically the conference should get punished for doing so. 
what I don't well, understand, I mean, sure, but that's a, yeah, I mean, that's a different discussion. But yeah, what I don't understand is Ohio State was gonna play a game that week, no matter what. Like the the Big Ten has that schedule right now, where you know the the top the, there's the championship game, of course, but then there's the two the next two teams, the uh, second place teams play each other, the third place teams play each other, and all the way down. So they were gonna play at least the second place team. You know, I don't understand. Like, is it really that big of a difference? What? Who are they going to play? They would have played like Iowa, Wisconsin. Iowa instead of Northwestern. They would have played Iowa. I honestly, I oh, think okay. it's a better match. Like, it would have been a better game for them to play Iowa. I don't know. I think Northwestern got lucky with a couple wins, but you know, it's like, which is it, kind of why I think they should have kept it the way it is. Yeah, because Ohio State was going to get their extra game anyway to get them into the playoff or whatever, and then Indiana would have gotten rewarded for playing a full schedule and you know winning a majority and, of their games and, and looking, have an opportunity to win the Big Ten championship. Exactly, and looking good. Like, they looked like a good team this year, you know? I think they just had to do what they had to do to get the right two teams in there this year. Yeah, the right two. They, I, That's my, my point, thought. My That's point my thought. Is, the best two teams, and they are the best. They are, they are they're the best by far. What, you think Northwestern is the best team by far? I'm talking about in the East. Oh. In their yeah, but in division. the West... Wisconsin got disqualified. That's why Northwestern's in. Yeah, but Wisconsin had two losses. Yeah, no, Wisconsin did lose twice. I mean, Northwestern had one loss, and everyone else had two or more losses. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand what you're saying. But I also think that this season is very, very unique in making sure the best two teams, in the East and the West, got into the championship was the right thing to do. And I get it. It's it's financial base too. That certainly helps justify the decision. They're gonna keep that hush hush, but we all know what's going on. But regardless, it's still the best two teams, and I, that's just my thought. I, I I understand, and we we can disagree. It's fine. Um, I think I think my point is just that it's not for the conference to decide who the two best teams are. It's for the rules to decide, and they change the rules in the middle of the season. Okay. All right. Um. To be honest with you, and I think this is something we can all, all agree on. Well, I'm not sure, actually. Um, U of M is not playing Ohio State this this year. I it's, think we can agree on that. Well, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Hot you. take. Hot take. Yeah, everyone get ready. Um, but they're not playing. And here's my thoughts on this. And I've thought about this for a while. And I've listened to the ticket. I've listened to my podcast. And I, I, I get everything. I've read I've read a lot of stories. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just absorbing everything that I see. But I also the complexity have my own. of this particular system is complex. <laughs> I also have my own personal feelings about what's going on. The University of Michigan has has changed. They've changed in a way that I think makes them so undesirable for any potential prospect, for any student, and it revolves around Jim Harbaugh. It really Welcome does. To the fan club, Max. But listen, hey. here's the, I, 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 yeah, you're. Here I am, jumping right in, head first. We have a university, a public university, who's acting like they're a Fortune 500 company, incredibly secret, and this is so, so wrong. They should not behave like this. The fact that they canceled Ohio State when we have no idea how many COVID cases there are. We don't need to know names, but... You know what? A number would be nice. A number would be fine. They're 
stories out there where there's the uh, the Big Ten, what is it? It's like the red zone established by the Big Ten, which forces a team to shut down all activities when the total test positivity rate exceeds 5% and the population rate exceeds 7.5%. Um, Daryl Conway, Michigan Chief Health and Welfare Officer, said the team has not entered that zone. They can play by the Big Ten rules. U of M shut it down themselves. U of M does not want to tell anybody how many COVID cases they have. Combined with the fact that the entire scenario revolving around Jim Harbaugh and his contract extension, long-term, short-term, what the hell is going on? Nobody knows because it's incredibly hush-hush. The public doesn't need to know. The fans don't need to know. It's okay. They'll find out later. Although maybe never find out. No big deal. We know what we're doing. We'll take care of it. We're the University of Michigan. We have it under control. Guys, guys, that's not how this works. It's an embarrassment. They could play this weekend. They could get a female kicker from the soccer team like Vanderbilt did, throw her on the team, have her kick if there's not enough players. But guess what, guys? They can get enough players. They don't want to play. They don't want to play, and it's an embarrassment. I think the way that they've treated this entire situation is an insult to future prospects, an insult to fans, an insult to donors, an insult to anybody who follows this team. And I'm sorry. I think this is going to have long-term effects. I think recruiting is going to be down. I think people are not going to want to go there just because of this entire secrecy. It's a joke. It's such a joke. You guys chime in. I, I'm honestly really This is Michigan. This. <laughs> honestly, Max, I don't. Th- I agreed with every single word you said. I think that. Uh, I think that they're they they really did the fact that they're not over the red boundary or whatever it is that the Big Ten set. Hey, does anyone know? Did all the other teams were they over the red boundary when they got when they were canceled? I'm not sure, but at least they were a little more transparent about what was going on. Yeah, it's 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 embarrassing that you're the day you're you're going to get you know shit housed by your by your rival is the day you decide that oh we're going to shut things down even though it's not too bad yet you know everyone can kind of see it like if if U of M was four and one or you know God forbid five and zero oh, who I don't think they would ever be that but like say like they came into it you know an actual contention for something they would be playing in my mind they would be playing and this is just a weak play to avoid playing your rival and avoid losing because you already know the season is over and your players have given up on you it's 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 so evident oh. and clear i'm sorry alex go ahead i haven't i've been going off <laughs> I was going to say Jimbo saw the the line come out and saw that he was OSU was favored by 30 points. Yeah. And he goes, shit, Ryan Day might be right. They might actually put 100 up on us. <laughs> and that is going to look awful for recruiting. I, I, so Michigan held fall. Ohio State to zero points this year. Like, Change my mind. I saw a comment online. It was like, it was like, uh, you know, Ohio State said in the beginning that they're going to go up by 100. And my favorite comment was, there's no way that Ohio State lets Michigan score 70 points or something like that when they saw the line. Did, did you yeah. see Did you see the rock at um, U of M? I don't know, some some rock that the students paint or whatever. Did, did you see that it was there was a Buckeye stuff painted on it? Good. It was like, go Bucks, chicken shit, Michigan well or something. <laughs> Just calling them chicken. I mean. It's deserved. Do you think this is, but, but here's the thing. You said that, yeah. Getting blown out by Ohio State could be bad for recruiting. My thought is that, first of all, 
everyone expects that to happen. They they knew it was going to happen. Harbaugh had an excuse. He was down. He was he was favored against the odds by by thirty points. A thirty point dog. So a built in excuse right there that yeah it's expected. But I. I I think this looks worse. I, I really do. I think this is worse for recruiting. I think that the secrecy behind this, it just, and they moved the press conference until until after the announcement because all it was going to be was just like speculation before. They changed the press conference to accommodate this announcement before it happened uh, so so Jim could be, you know, like, okay, it's 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 done and this is this is just it and wh- whatever, how, you know. It's just so, so secretive and so embarrassing and it just reeks of so, i don't want to play we don't want to play with the players we don't care about it anymore so you know what we're not going to be safe we're going to go to dorm parties we're going to do this and that you know it's it's a shit season anyway we're pissed with harbaugh we're not going to follow protocols perfectly safe during thanksgiving people are going to get it and there you go and i'm sure people have it but i don't think it's enough where they can't play they can't get 25 players on the field Give me a break. Give me a break. No, I it it it, it is a weak look. You know, it, it, if even if Michigan played and looked bad, like at least you could laugh at them and be like, "I told you so." Mm-hmm. You know, but now they just look weak. And I think the one thing you as a football team that you can't do is you can't look weak cuz that's that's not what the game of football's about, you know. I think the yeah, one I think, thing I think what we got to focus on here is that they didn't hit the number that the Big Ten set to cancel a game. Yes. So when you're playing your rival, you think you'd want to play like under any circumstances as long as you can and as long as you're being safe. Like obviously, if it sounds like you know everyone has COVID and there's like a high chance that you start transmitting it or something everywhere, but if you're not at the numbers at the conference set or whatever, you know you go out there and you compete as hard as you can. And whether it's your fourth string or your or your first string, you know, at least you can go out there and say, yeah, we played. And if the final score is really, really bad, you can say, hey, listen, we had nobody. And we, we still went out there and we fought. I mean, some people go to Michigan to play football to play against Ohio State. I mean, that's that's a huge reason for a lot of players. I know that that for a fact. They've said it. And the fact that they're not going off like a few days ago, including Jim, just just sounding off like we're just we we're pumped to play. We we are putting in so much work. This is our rival. This is it. We are we are we are just ready. Nobody was outspoken. Instead, it was just silence. It was silence. If you were on the team or involved in the program, wouldn't you be saying like we want to fucking play? Let's play. Let's go. Come on. This is what we play for. This is the game that we came to Michigan for. It's just nobody cares anymore. No. Nobody cares. Is this the biggest rivalry in college football anymore? Because I sure not. don't think. I, I, I think not. Michigan State Michigan's a bigger rivalry. I don't give a shit what any U of M grad says. We better beat Ohio State. That's the biggest rivalry. Grow up. It's not anymore. It's not because, first of all, Ohio State blows you out every single year. And second of all... There's no worry or no drive to play this week. It's just like, uh, are we playing? We're not sure. Now get out there and get get ready for it. Assume you're going to play and get pumped. This is a football team. Did you? It's supposedly one of the best teams in the country, but obviously that's gone downhill for every the past year, few years. Every preseason. Every it's, preseason. It's just an embarrassment, man. But, I mean, uh, really, join the MAC. Nothing against the MAC. Did you know that Ohio State had 23 players down? I don't know their yeah, exact they, COVID Yeah, they had numbers. a lot against Michigan State against when they were Michigan playing. Against Michigan State and they played anyway. Yeah. 
I, I they beat the crap out of them. Ex- well, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it, well, my, Sarah my, Fuller joined Vanderbilt to play. We yeah. don't have enough players. We got to take the girl kicker from the soccer team. Sure. What's wrong with that? Go ahead. I don't know. It's wild. It's wild. And combined with the fact that the whole contract extension around Jim Harbaugh is confusing. I mean, oh, that's the worst part. I Alex, think. you sent me that that story. Do you, do you know anything about what's going on? I mean, is there any update on this? I mean, it, it seems I mean, like again, it's just seeing, so secret. I keep seeing I keep seeing tweets from like pretty reliable sources saying like, oh, they're working out like a three year extension or a four year extension or you know very like short term extension. Or I saw something where they're like they're gonna have it for lower money per year, but he's gonna have more money available for his assistance or you know higher incentives, yeah, and things like that. And all it sounds like is, I mean, quite frankly, that they're basically just trying to buy time. It doesn't sound like they're really going to come out with anything. And I don't expect anything before the end of the season. I mean, I don't know if you can call this the end of the season now. I mean, Michigan <laughs> is going to have an extra game, right? At the end of it, you know. I don't know. Extra, I don't know. Maybe they won't want to play that week. either. Do you know when? Do you know when the early signing day is for recruits? I think National? it's a week from now because I saw somewhere that. Um, Mel Tucker's playing 3D chess because he came out with Gruff Sparty a week before early signing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ward Manuel, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting till maybe they're waiting till after that to announce any sort of contract extension, or maybe they're not announcing a contract extension at all. I mean, a narrative I've heard going around is that they're hoping uh, Jim takes an NFL job, and apparently there are as many as five teams interested in him. Well, in NFL. I don't know who. That's I don't know a rumor too. To hire him, that's it. But. But, I've, I've I mean, also heard that it's that's been coming pro- from fairly reliable sources. Sure, sure, it might be true. I've also heard that it's kind of being pumped. Like I've heard the 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 spin that it could be being pumped that way because uh, they're like, oh, you Jim could have gotten a job in the NFL, but he chose <laughs> to stay at Michigan, trying to increase his value. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, Jim's not too bad. He could have been in the NFL, oh, but he's geez. with us. Um, We're still losing most of our games, but it's fine. <laughs> Never won as an underdog. 0-5 against Ohio State. 3-3 and against Michigan State. 2-4 uh, this year. Just want to uh, remind everybody that I said Michigan would go 4-4. Four four. Well, they're not even going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong. They're going to do 3-4. and four. Um, three Maybe. And four. You think Depends so? Depends who they play. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Oh, yeah, that's true. Who knows? It could be. It could be two and five. Well, on Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday, two days ago from when we're recording this, um, Ward Manuel came out and said that him and uh, Jim Harbaugh will sit down after the season to discuss any type of extension where the program is headed. Manuel was quoted, How rumors get started about things before Jim and I sit down and have a conversation. I'm not going to get into that. That's not for me to try to track down. But that's where that is, and that's where we'll be at the end of the season. So I guess he's just declaring all rumors, all the rumors. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Uh, so that's what Ward is saying about the end of the season, him and Jim will sit down. I think it's just an embarrassment how secret this entire thing is with the COVID, with the contract. I, I just can't imagine a, a football player in high school thinking to themselves, you know, U of M's probably the school that I want to go to. Look what's going on right now. I, I just I can't imagine that. I really can. A really, really good player who wants to potentially have an NFL career. I, I can't imagine them choosing Michigan. I just They're can't. They're still having pretty decent recruiting classes, too. That's the crazy thing. I don't think that's going to last. 
I, I think that a lot of this is going to be delayed. I think it's going down. Though. I think Well, the reaction is obviously going to be delayed, but this is not a good look like next year or the year after that. This is kind of what they're going to remember, right? This moment here, you know? I think, and also I, I think recruiting rankings, this is kind of separate. It's kind of silly because a lot of recruiting rankings are based off, um, you know, fans of U of M or fans of Ohio State, and they it, it's like it, it's a – positive feedback loop for them like oh you know they're going to michigan so they must be good sure but like i think oh, the, absolutely but i think the the um the the actual like recruiting you can see it on their play on the field and michigan is nowhere near ohio state you know it's pretty on par with michigan state to be honest with you like that should be the measurement of your recruiting you know yeah like if that's what i don't know that's it's i i think it's gone down since since uh Jim Harbaugh's been there. I think there was an initial surge, like right away, when he was climbing those trees. Climb the tree, climb the tree, and then sleeping on couches, sleeping walking on, on hardwood and cleat. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just did these floors, uh, Mr. Harbaugh. Uh, you <laughs> might take those cleats off. Safe to say that recruit did not go. To <laughs> you can't ruin his mom's floors uh, and then expect him to go to your school. Oh Jesus. Um. Well, um, just as uh, positive as the uh, Michigan football team is right now and the positive energy coming out of them is the Lions. In the uh, Daryl Bevel era, anything can happen. Um, (laughs) Everything's talking about how the Lions are having more fun and uh, they are just enjoying themselves now that the incredible negative energy of Matt Patricia is bye-bye, which it doesn't seem like anybody liked. The players, I mean, you saw all those tweets. We talked about this in our last show, how people are just, like, pumped. Players are pumped, it seems like. about players Well, sure. But, I mean, current players were liking the ex-players' tweets. (laughs) No, even Adrian Peterson today said that it was a breath of fresh air in the facility and that they were having fun again. The real problem, in my opinion, with the Lions right now is – what they're going to do to find the next GM and to find the next head coach. I have zero confidence in any of this right now. Harbaugh's looking for a job. Yeah, give him a call. I mean, they could just swap. Have Matt coach the uh, the Wolverines and then then Jim can come in the Lions. And, you know, just do a straight swap. See what happens. It'll be fun. Maybe the Lions and the Wolverines can play each other. See what happens. But the, the news came out earlier this week that the Lions, against what... Sheila Ford Hamp initially said uh, last week the Lions will not be using a search firm to find the next head coach. They're going to rely on the incredible genius football mind of Rod Wood to make those big decisions and see where they could find the next GM and the next head coach. So thank God we're in good hands. Please tell me there's someone helping him. <laughs> Zach, I don't know. It's a, it's bad. Is this the blind leading the blind? Rod Wood, the self-admitted not a football guy. The the day he got the job when he was making the press conference a few years back, I'm not a football guy. One of his first words out of his mouth when he took this position. But here he is pretty much in charge of the entire process now. And don't worry, they're not using a search firm. They're going to take care of it in-house and make the right decision. This is this is really a this is a pro football team, one of 32 pro football teams in the country, and this is how it's being run, like Wrong. a startup company, like a popsicle oh. stand. I mean, 
pro football team is kind of stretching it. But Alex, I mean, what do you, I mean, isn't this just insane? It's semi-pro, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get this. And this is going against what Sheila you like said. Uh, that press conference, you know? Uh, this is what it said. We talked about that when she was asked about um, looking at a search firms and it was likely to use one. We probably will. We're going to be talking to a lot of people and using a lot of resources simultaneously. We're not going to just rely on one avenue. There is going to be several things we're doing. And then, uh, fast forward, a week later, ah, nah, forget it. Too expensive, probably. Too much money. We got we got Mr. Wood. He's, he's taking care of it. We're in good hands. He uh he hired Bob Quinn, so uh, can't go wrong, right? <laughs> he didn't hire Bob Quinn, did he? Yeah, he was on the committee that brought you Bob Quinn. Oh, well, congratulations. Who brought you? Should go well. Who brought you, Matt Patricia? So. But I mean, what do you guys do? You guys have any confidence that this is gonna work, or are I mean, I don't know. Am I just too pessimistic that no, this is I, just gonna I be another? Is, I think this is stupid. I don't. Has anything changed since Martha stepped down? I think it's the same old shit, and it's probably gotten worse now. Seems like it. I have less faith in the Lions right now than I did at the end of the 0-16 season because at least at that time it was like, yeah, we get it. This this is this is bad. We're restarting, number one draft pick. But here the Lions go, winning last weekend, which I really wasn't happy about. No, I was I was upset too. I, I get they had that comeback win and whatever, and that's that's fine. But think- really, it's not fine because they're <laughs> ruining their chances at a decent draft pick. The season's done. What are they gonna make the playoff? They fire their head coach. The season's over. What are they I winning it, for? I, th- I do I do think it is infinitely more important that they find the right GM. I mean, I, it's so much more important. I mean, we've had bad picks at number one. We've had bad picks at, you know, number 20. It doesn't matter as much as just having the right guy making the picks. That is what is infinitely more important. I mean, the win, I could take it or I could leave it, but I we just need to have the right person at the helm. I, I and, agree, but it's easier and, for a bad person to make a good pick earlier in the yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah, it's It's a lot easier to trip into a good pick exactly. if you have a higher, a higher choice, but... But the most important thing is we just get the right person to make that call. And, I mean, I I don't know how to find that person, um, but I don't think Rod Wood is the right guy to find that person. I know that much. <laughs> I wonder if Rod's just, like, scrolling through Twitter <laughs> trying to see, like, I wonder if uh, well, Mike Valenius tweeting. No, he doesn't have a Twitter. Uh, let's see what Dan Leach is saying. <laughs> Who should be the next GM? Hmm, okay, okay, okay. Well, let's go to Pat Caputo. We'll check. Uh, maybe, maybe. Let's That's see. That's babbling again. <laughs> but, yeah, I think yeah. I know exactly what Rod Wood is doing. He's just sitting there, just scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. We are screwed. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. I just don't have any faith in this. I really don't. But the other thing is, people talk about, yeah, finding the head coach, finding all that. You, you got to have a GM first, right? The, the GM's going to make that hire, right? That's that's the GM's decision. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I, they're talking about bringing in, uh, what's, I, I, is it Salah? Or yeah, what, they're, do, they're, they're, they're beefing up the head coaches before they bring in the... Uh, before they bring in the um, GM. Use and, your common sense. No, and I, I agree. I think that they need to find... I think the GM might be the more important... It, it is the more important job. 100%. Because the talent... Like, if you have a good, talented team that's, you know, has good contracts and you're you're set to go for the next year, 
I think you can have a, like a reasonably bad coach if you have good players, you know? Somebody who doesn't, or a GM who doesn't say, I'm the smartest guy in the room, we're taking Okuda, yeah, number three. Who doesn't take just scheme players who can only play in one way and then they suck anywhere else and then your scheme doesn't work so they just suck. You know, stuff like that. Dude, it's just... Uh. Can we pick a new team? I, I kind of want to. I was Who thinking about this. I can't. Well, I was. We. This is actually kind of an interesting topic. Maybe it's just me. I, I don't think it is. I think this is pretty common. And this is kind of why I root for U of M. It's tough to just like flip flop and switch. You know, you, you you really at least somebody me you know who pays attention to sports and and is a big part of my life and cares about it. Can you really just flip flop and take another team? I say that, but I I can't do it. I'll be rooting for the Lions to, forever to an extent. To an extent, yes, but I do it by following players. Like I will root for specific players because either I like their personality or they played at Michigan State or Notre Dame or something like that. And if that player is a key part of a team, then I will root for that team while that player is on it. Like, for example, the Vikings. I don't really like the Vikings, and you're not supposed to as a Lions fan, but I like Kirk Cousins. I mean, a lot of people don't, but he's an MSU guy, and I'll live and die with it. So I will root for the Vikings as long as Kirk Cousins is a quarterback. Well, let's say like the Lions and the Vikings were both maybe like ten and I don't know, like like eight and eight and four this year or something, and they're playing each other. Who would you root for when one of them has a chance to go to the playoffs if they win? Like this could be like a make it or break it game. I think the problem is you know what I, you know what I mean. I, well, I'm curious to see Alex Alex's answer. If Kirk Cousins was playing quarterback, I mean the Lions is still your team. I would have to imagine. Yeah, I mean I'm not the the biggest diehard Lions fan, but I probably would have to just for the home team pride. You know, I want the Lions to go to the playoffs, but yeah. let's say the Lions are four and eight and the Vikings are eight and four and they need the win to get to the playoffs. I'm not going to care so much if the Lions lose that game, you know? I wouldn't either. After a certain point of the season, I just want them to lose, it seems like. What were you going to say? No, I was, I was just saying it, it, the Lions wouldn't be that. They'd never be eight and four. Oh, it's a, it's, an, it's a hypothetical situation yeah. that'll never happen. But, uh, <laughs> never again anyway. But um, You're probably right about that. <laughs> Uh, what was oh, I going to say? Like for I, example, I, I the gonna... NBA, the NBA, I, I mean, the Pistons haven't been good for, you know, quite a few years and there's nobody really on the Pistons. I'm that interested in except for Blake Griffin for the most part. I mean, I guess if I was a real fan, I'd follow and I'd know their young guys a little bit better and I'd root for them, but I just don't. So, and I also don't pay attention to the NBA that much. So I just follow the top players root for who I want to do well, which is Kawhi and LeBron. So I root for them. I don't really root so much for the Pistons because one, they're bad, and two, they don't have any, you know, athletes I'm really interested in following. I like Bla- the Grizzlies. Blake Griffin, who is joining uh, the COVID nineteen task force in Michigan, a key player on the task force. Wow, expanding I'm sure his he horizons. Has great insight. <laughs> Years on the basketball court really trains you for epidemiology. Why are you a Grizzlies fan? There's two state players on them. Oh, okay. They just drafted Xavier Tillman and uh, Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman. Yeah, and they have John Morant. I mean, they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, and John Morant's fun to watch. I agree. Are, are they starting um, training camp at all for for the NBA? I mean, is is that going to get going? Yeah, I think yeah they're they, practicing. I think they they're, have uh, scrimmages going. They plan on playing too. Are they starting January or January first? Is that the is that the Christmas date? day? Christmas day. Yeah, Christmas okay. Day. I hope hockey gets going. I, I heard mid January. Um, I, there hasn't been any like real confirmation from that from Bettman yet, but I do. Well, you know hope what they're doing? Going. They're waiting for the vaccine. Well, the I, do you think just so? Announced today that they're buying um, doses of the vaccine for all their constituents. Okay. 
I didn't. I did not hear that. Interesting. I mean, do you think that's what they're doing? Oh yeah, yeah here it is. What, I I mean, that was kind of my thought. Why they hadn't announced anything for a while is they're going to wait for the vaccine to come out, and they're kind of just going to delay that. And I wondered why the NBA wasn't doing that, but also the NBA has been trying to take over Christmas Day for quite some time. So yeah, it's a good opportunity for them. I figured it was just a money thing. They're just kind of waiting to see, like, hey, how can we plan the season where the owners won't be losing money when the when the players play because. I, I was reading that that was happening. Like, yeah, without the I think normal situation, my, they're losing money. Right, and I, I think that is part of it. But I think also they know they're, I mean, in a COVID world where they're probably not going to be able to have too many fans in a lot of the stadiums anyway, um, they're going to be really reliant on their TV revenue. And the best way to keep their games on TV is to make sure none get canceled due to COVID. best way to do that is get the vaccine in all your players. Sure. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, well, kind of on the NFL train really quick before we get up. Des Bryant, Des Bryant finally got back into the NFL. And then COVID kicked him right out. Just a few days later, he played in one game. I think he had four touches. And now it's uh, now it's back done. Bye-bye. But he got negative tests. So who knows? Do you know anything about that, Alex? I, I don't think he's happy about it. No, because he, he tweeted like, oh, I got tested positive right before the game. Yeah. But then the game didn't get canceled, and he said something kind of snide about the game not getting canceled for him or something. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> and then um, he he tested negative, and I, he also tweeted something like, you know, I don't know, guys. I think I'm just done this year. But I don't know if that was before or after the negative tests came back. So I'm not sure if he's playing. If yeah. he's not playing, it's his own choice. <laughs> what a shame. COVID, who knows? What a shame. What a shame. I, I'm kind of curious to hear about this, Alex. The um, – <laughs> With Coach K, um, why why are you pissed or why are you upset? What has he done? Um, I'm not upset. I mean, I so Coach K, Coach K <laughs> came out um, after their loss to Illinois, and he had some comments to make about like, oh, I just don't know okay? if we can keep playing like this. I you, you know okay? I just don't think it's fair that the NCAA is making us play yada yada yada. But Coach K also had advocated for every team to make the NCAA tournament this year as a way to make sure that basketball could happen. So very clearly he wanted basketball to happen. And then his team dropped two games early in the season. They're two and two. <laughs> they lost to MSU and Illinois. And all of a sudden he's saying, I don't know, guys, maybe it's not a great idea. Um, and the Alabama basketball coach, um, I don't have his name in the notes, but he's the coach of Alabama. He made a comment today that made a lot of headlines, basically saying the same thing, like, oh, Coach K wouldn't be saying this if his team hadn't lost two games early on. Um, <laughs> Get him out and, of here. And Coach K had some fair points where he's like, yeah, these players are kind of you know locked up. It's really tough on their mental health. Um, and I saw Izzo had some comments kind of to the contrary, saying like, no, like we're in COVID protocols. Like things are really strict and basketball might be like the one thing that's actually good for their mental health. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just two sides of an issue. And Coach K is... I don't know, looking a little hypocritical right now, which no one is surprised about. Coach K is one of those guys that is just like, I don't even know how to say it, but he's he's one of those like gatekeepers of college basketball where if you sure. don't do things exactly the way he wants, he's going to be, you know, have a real tight butthole about it. So. <laughs> where do these people come from? He's a flake. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. He's just a little rat-faced little 
guy. I Boy, well, I've never been a Coach K fan. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> that are Michigan State fans are Coach K fans. His team also um, just doesn't seem good. So, like, it really yeah, sounds like his they, team is not good. This year. No. Is Michigan State playing right now? Or are they still paused? Because weren't they paused? Because no, of they, no, they weren't, weren't paused. paused. Yeah. They were not paused. It was Virginia that got. Paused. Oh, yeah. that's okay. That's we right. Flew all the way, we flew all the way to Charlottesville to play Virginia. And at like 1130 at night when the team was in the hotel, Ugh. Virginia called them up and was like, hey, sorry, guys, we're not playing anymore. And they flew all the way back home. That was what happened? Is pretty shitty that they couldn't figure it out beforehand. But it was going to be a whatever. legendary game, too. That's the way things go. It's, I don't know the two Hauser bad. brothers. Yeah, playing. it was going to be really, really exciting. I was really looking forward to it. The two um, top scorers. I don't know if they make up for it. Yeah, the two top scorers on each team too. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like the Arns brothers where there were two backups, you know, squaring off. It. This was like, this was like the two best players on each team were brothers, and they were going to play. It would have been. It's going to be bigger than anything ever in history. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so that's what's going on. I when do they play next? By the way, do, do you know when they Sunday. play next? Sunday against Oakland. Oh, Oakland! They played on uh, the Titans. Uh, uh, what was that like a week ago? Oh, wasn't it? UD, yeah. Yeah. They're playing every team in Michigan. They also played Western that's and cool. Eastern. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, they, they they usually do a really good job of playing all the local teams, um, but this year especially, just because it makes you know travel easy, it makes. Well, it was the first. Everything easy. It was the first time they played um, U of D in a while, wasn't it? And it was close. It was close at halftime, at least. And it was. It was probably know, a little nervous at the end. U of D has a coach who's beaten MSU twice as huge underdogs. Yeah. Well, there we go. I heard that Izzo was kind of messing around though and throwing out lineups that shouldn't have been he out was. there. Yeah. He really was. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't. It was close, but it. it we weren't playing with a you know spoken a, like a true a Sparty. Point. Sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> U D. Yeah, I, think, I think Steven Izzo played forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, kind of moving off the sports stuff, we've uh, we've we've uh, made fun of U of M and the Lions, I guess, enough for the show, at least for this week. Hey, we can always do more. I don't know. <laughs> Alex, did you see this? Um, the new Greta Van Fleet song on um the on Stephen Colbert show. I, I saw that they were playing last night, but I did not stay up to watch. I'd, I'd like to listen to it because I have not heard it, but they have a new album coming out um, this coming April, and they have two songs that have been released so far, I believe. Um, one of them was My Way Soon um, that they performed in the Stephen Colbert show. I want to check it out and kind of get your guys' feedback. I, I love Greta Van Fleet. They're from Frankenmuth. They're the... Uh, you know, they kind of sound like Led Zeppelin, I guess. I know they kind of hate that, but they, they've taken a lot of influences from that classic rock era. And realistically, they're one of the few bands in the country that kind of have that classic rock or rock and roll sound that uh, really nobody else does anymore. It's it's very unique for them to do it, and they're getting a lot of publicity, which is great. So I'm I'm a big fan, but I, I would like to hear this, uh, this hey, welcome song. Welcome back, everybody performing My Way Soon from their forthcoming album, The Battle at Garden's Gate, Greta Van Fleet. What? That's so enthusiastic. He's working from home. I like it so far. I do too. Josh wearing no uh, shoes or socks, of course, just barefooted. 
Is that COVID safe? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Dude, good song. You know, Danny Wagner. He's the drummer. He's the um. He's the one guy who's not one of the brothers. But man, he is an incredible drummer. I mean, I I'm just watching him play, and I've said this for a while. But but Danny is just a hell of a drummer. I mean, it's really incredible. He's 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 up there. I mean, being so young, but man, does he do a good job. Next outro, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, we're all great. Yeah, we might have to, we might have to update it. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. I want to hear if they get to uh, the bridge or like a little guitar solo. See what uh, Jake Kiska can do. As far as we haven't had one, we'll get it. Is this like Colbert's stage, like this yeah, for his show? Well, I I'm not sure where they're playing actually. Colbert does his show from home still, doesn't he? Oh, I don't know. On Zoom? He does a Zoom show? Well, it's not a Zoom show. It's just, you know, he's got a professional camera. And a cameraman and a makeup artist. and a Sure. Basically at the studio. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, Jake! Woo! <laughs> oh, I wish we had a drop from uh, Pet Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dale, rock the fuck out of those drums. <laughs> Crank it, baby. By the way, not a fan of Josh's new um, shitty mustache and little beard that he's trying to grow. Oh, adorable. Someone's got to get to him and tell him to knock it off. You think you can do better, Max? Me? No. <laughs> I'm not. That's why I'm not trying it either. Well, if they have a new album coming out, maybe they'll be on SNL again soon. I hope so. They were great on SNL last time. Damn, was that this good? week we have Bruce Springsteen. Do we really? Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. Who's hosting? Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet? Timothy Chalamet. How do I know him? How do I know that name? Should I know who that is? Timothy Chalamet. He's an actor. I, I'm not What's too he in? familiar with him. What's he I'll in? I'll tell you in a second. Timothy Chalamet. Well, they had... um. What's his name? The country guy that was uh, canceled a few months ago. He was really good, actually. He was, he was great. Really Did you see him in that skit? 
Yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I yeah, really liked know, it. That was great because Anna and I have been watching a lot of Ozark lately. And then oh, Jason good Bateman show. hosted, so yeah. it was like a very good intro. Um, Jason Bateman's great. His his delivery of always that that solid, just, I mean, I don't want to say deadpan, but he's always that just that low monotone voice, but it works. It, it really him, does. I'd call him like Rye, maybe. Sure. <laughs> sure. Maybe so. Anyway, Timothy Chalamet was Not in weak. Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird and Little Woman. Uh, any Anything else? Um, Never heard of him, next. <laughs> you'd recognize him, I think. He's, I don't know, he looks like like one of those TikTok stars with the curly black hair that hangs in front of his face. And he's oh, like Jesus. super skinny, like super gaunt face. I, I do not recognize him. Is he is he an influencer? Is that how he started? Um, I don't know how he started. He's right. an actor, I know that much. Well... I guess he'll be hosting. We'll be looking for that. Are you not looking forward He's to our Bruce? He's our age, too. He's our age. Born in 1995. Well, there we go. Are you not looking forward to um, uh, Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band? Not particularly. Are you, you're, not, you're not a Bruce fan? The boss? I'm not really either, to be honest. People love... Some people just love Bruce Springsteen. Um, Stoney loves Bruce Springsteen. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's a weird... <laughs> it's an addiction. But um, yeah, just like Stoney's other addictions. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, this one he hasn't gotten over, so I mean, it's still uh, still very strong. But I don't know, man. I I could never get into Bruce's music. I don't know why. It was it was just not my thing. And I know he has that Christmas song that everyone likes. I guess they play it on NIC all the time. Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. His interpretation of it. Um, oh yeah, the super gravelly voice. Yeah, Santa Claus coming to town. Whoa, Santa Claus coming. Hit the sax. It's just not. I don't know. I don't know. I I never. Nice. Can get you into know it. this is recorded, right? I do know it's recorded. <laughs> Play it back. Rewind it. God's sake. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> the- <laughs> but Alex, I agree. Morgan Wallen. I mean, actually, his musical performance. I thought it was really, really good. I, I really had never heard of him before. I'm not the biggest country guy, but he, he was good. He was funny in that skit. I, I, I thought the skit was good, but you're right. His performance was good. Um, I'm kind of curious to hear what you thought of the entire show. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. I thought they, I don't know, like they opened up with that one dad skit where all the daughters are in at a sleepover and, you know, one of them, you know, messes up and Kate McKinnon comes down. Yeah, and, which is a rehash skit. Right. Yeah. They they do it with like all their like middle aged, you know, father figure actors yeah. that host the show. <laughs> and I was like, really, you're gonna open up the show with this? Like just such a I don't know, just kind of like a blah note to start the show on. And I don't know, just I guess Jason Bateman isn't like the funniest guy out there, but he is in some pretty funny shows like sure. Arrested Development. Like I expected them to do something a little bit more original. I don't know. Yeah, funny. original. It wasn't even that real, really funny. And he's a good actor. Like sure. I wouldn't expect him to mess up or you know be a liability in any skits. And I don't know. I think it was just them coming off Thanksgiving break and you know being a little, a little slow. But I did like um, Pete Davidson's oh. uh, remake of Stan. I thought that was really funny. And really, really uh, timely with the PS5. That that was perfect. Um, it's it's uh, pretty much what what is it? Stew 
that he was, you know, Eminem's yeah, song, yeah, yeah. Stan, everyone knows that. But it was basically the premise. Was, well, can you explain the premise, Alex? Yeah, sure. So it was a, a remake of Eminem's song, Stan. But instead of the you know main character being a fan of Eminem writing letters to Eminem, it was him writing letters about wanting a PS5, which yeah. everybody knows is the like hottest item that nobody can find for Christmas. And, and so they do a music video um, in the style of Stan, but he's writing about a PS5. And then at the end, I mean, you've got um, okay. you've got Bo and Yang playing uh, playing Elton John. Yeah, was it Kate McKinnon playing um, playing the? Oh shoot, who is the uh, the singer in Stan? Uh, the the woman who does the chorus. Marshall Mathers. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not sure actually. It doesn't it doesn't matter, but then you have Eminem coming in at the end. And yeah. it was just really well done. It was really funny. I want I'm just wanna, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it was, it's Ditto. By the way. Dido. Dido. I'll, I'll play a bit of it. Oh, I thought you were playing the song. Santa, I can't believe the year is almost over. It's getting colder. I'm a year older, but I'm still your soldier. You're my hero cuz you always bring me the assist. So once again, we're back to zero. Here we go, my Christmas list. I won't be greedy or needy or ask you for too much. Just want one thing and hope you still got that magic touch. Cuz getting this present is the only thing keeping me alive. Dear Santa Claus, please bring me a PS5. I tried to find one at Walmart, ran around the shop mall like Paul Blart, tried to find one for sale, but the thing is that they're all out. Yo, I even went to a GameStop, but then I was like, oh wait, stop. Santa Claus can make one. The man got his own workshop. I know you probably hear this every day, but you got a cool hat. I love that movie you did with Will Ferrell, man. Elf was fat. Anyways, I love the things you do. Don't forget, bring my gift. Truly yours, I believe in you. This is Stu. Yeah, no, that was a great skit. <laughs> it just kind of keeps going on and on. <laughs> we don't have to play it, but I, I, I'd encourage people to check it out. I thought that was funny. I, I will say one thing, Alex, really quick. That, that skit... And I normally never say this, but that skit when they did—well, I guess I do say this from time sometimes. The skit they did with um, um, Yang with with Owen Yang or whatever, and he was like hosting that outdoor thing, and Jason Bateman was playing the piano. Did you? Oh yeah. Did you get that? I didn't think that was. I didn't even understand it. I feel like I missed the joke, but that was just so unfunny. I just don't understand. I think it was about a. Uh like some sort of restaurant owner who like refuses to shut down due to COVID and will just do anything no matter what, even if he's losing money and endangering his whole staff and everybody and they're not allowed to. Did you think it was funny? I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great to be honest. Yeah, it was, it was not a highlight at least in my thought, but there, but, there weren't enough punchlines in it. Like I got the premise, but then yeah. they didn't actually write that many jokes for it. Right. Well, um, so we'll see what happens this, this weekend. Um, I uh I don't know it'll you know I know I'm not the biggest Bruce fan but I'm still gonna watch him I mean I I, I have to watch him I I mean yeah you know, I mean big I, name. I try to watch most SNL so I will watch but I just wish it was a different musical guest I guess well kind of speaking of the restaurant things um really quick we all know that the uh, extension is now through I think the 20th I think is what it is for um indoor dining but in the state of Michigan in the state of Michigan correct there's a lot that restaurants are doing that are trying to find a way around this. I, you know, I feel for these owners. I, I do. I, I know it's tough. Um, but there's a lot of like outdoor tents that they're setting up and they're like so permanent that it's like, aren't you eating inside of that point? Like, it's just <laughs> like, 
yeah, indoor dining is not allowed unless the walls are really, really thin. Then it's okay, and they're heated by space heaters, so it's they're popping up everywhere. Um, Channel Seven put out a list of all the restaurants in the area that have some type of uh, outdoor seating area. You've been downtown like in the holidays, right? In past years, oh yeah, yeah. They got like a big. They put up a big like holiday tent. Sure, and everything. It's it's usually like that where they usually have a bunch of tents and everything down there now. But but so, like campus marshes. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that I guess that's allowed. <laughs> it's there. I mean, they're still in a tent. COVID doesn't do anything in tents. <laughs> COVID doesn't like tents. COVID only cares about bricks <laughs> and uh, cement on real walls. Yeah, so, I feel like. Well, I feel like they wouldn't allow that either if they had the authority to do so but i guess for some reason is it that they don't have the authority to they would they would have to say what they do outside well no because they're still serving food and alcohol they still have their liquor and and uh you know restaurant license i mean you know they, they with this with a health inspector or whatever whatever license they have especially a liquor license so they'd be able to say something but anyway, it's it's they're popping up everywhere. There's a whole, I mean, Channel Seven, like I said, they put out a whole list of all these restaurants that have either like these little like bubbles. Vincetta Garage is still going. Um, really? I, yeah, Vincetta's going. Or they keep the garage door open so it's outdoors. They set up all these bubbles, these little igloo things. And Vincetta Garage? Yeah, I guess. I don't even know where the space they have. For I know. That's I guess in that front side parking lot they have. Barely. The tin roof in Detroit's still open. That's um. That's right near, uh, like, that's right downtown. Eastern Market Brewing Company, um, Oakland County, the Clarkston Union is open, Mabel Grain, Hazel Park, Kona Grill in Troy. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because I, Marta works out there in Troy, and she always drives by the Kona Grill, and she just sees this big tent there. I mean, literally, it's like one of those, uh, um, like a big graduation tent Wedding that you would rent tent, out. Yeah. Like, it's just massive. It's super professional with like windows, like plexiglass windows. But it's not igloos. It's just a big one single tent. And there's people in there eating and having a great time. It's it's an incredible loophole. But uh, that's going on. Um, the other thing actually that I wanted to talk about too was Bedrock is offering outdoor dining, free parking, and more with this whole decked out Detroit program. Have you heard about this? No, I'm not heard about this. They're giving restaurants and other businesses a fighting chance while indoor dining is on pause. They've launched Decked Out Detroit. It's an initiative between Bedrock and Rocket Community Fund. The program is a four-month plan to promote outdoor dining, shopping, and other activities in downtown Detroit in a safe and socially distant way. It starts December 18th um, with... Um, Pergolas, open air covered archways in front of select downtown restaurants. <laughs> pergolas. You're. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think you're saying it way wrong, but I'm too stupid to know what it is. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Not the only one. Hey, Alex, can you pronounce that, please? Uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> but I just know that's really wrong. <laughs> How do you know? I mean, it sounds like gondola. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's pergola. How do you spell it? Spell it for me. P-E-R-G-O-L-A, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's pergola. Pergolas. <laughs> Open air covered archways. Pergola. I was right! Pergola. Thank you, Google. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Get it in a British accent so that we make sure it sounds right, <laughs> if that's possible. Oh, yeah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Gotta verify. This is how you put on a good show, man. Pergola. <laughs> oh, damn it! Pergola. 
Pergola. Pergola. Um, so they're putting out pergolas, uh, which are open air covered archways in front of select downtown restaurants. The outdoor dining areas have custom space heaters, tables, and chairs. Diners can grab food from a variety of restaurants. Pergola. <laughs> this is going to be a drop. Pergola. Why is it so slow? Pergola. <laughs> Uh, they can grab food from the variety of restaurants and sit down to eat at one of the strategically placed pergolas. Um, some participating restaurants. Pergola. Av- pergola. Thank you, whoever that was. God, Google's all over the place. Even Google doesn't Why know. Is it so pergola. Sl- hey, Siri. Why is it so slow? Because <laughs> I made it slow. <laughs> so some of the participating businesses. Pergola. Avalon Bakery. <laughs> Besa Detroit, Buddy's Pizza, um, Calexico, which is in um, the uh, the uh, big quick and loan building right downtown at Campus Marshes, Canal Detroit, Cornerstone, which is a cool place, by the way, Atori, Hudson Cafe, Maru Sushi, Moots Pizzeria bar and Bar, and San Morello. Um, they're working with the city of uh, Detroit Health Department, making sure everything's being followed. And this is this is what they're gonna do. So I don't know. It's a cool idea. But Bedrock is also offering free parking for eight hours at eight of its downtown locations, including the Z Garage, uh, One Campus Martius, among others. Um, they're also offering a lift discount. Rides to and from Detroit, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays. Um, there's a special code Bedrock Detroit on the Lift app to get the discount. So. They're, they're trying their best. They even have a website, Decked Out Detroit. Uh, no sponsorship from us, by the way. This is all free advertising. So you're welcome, Bedrock and businesses. <laughs> For everyone listening on the Cutting Out Early podcast, hearing this incredible news. Pergola. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I I, I don't want to get into the whole thing about restaurants being shut down. Dummy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's shitty for the owners. I get Dummy. it. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take over the show. This, this, is, already, this is it. This is the done. drop. Yep. But, you know, at least in these crazy times when they can't do normal dining um, for whatever reason, I, I mean, I get it. I guess. I still think the restaurant industry is being targeted a little too much. Um, but with that being said, at least they're making the best of it and trying to find a way where they can come up with a solution. Shitty. <laughs> Forget it. Done. <laughs> Taking over the show. Shitty. <laughs> They're making the best of it. I, I guess it's safe. It's it's fine. Um, do you think this is going to extend? I, I, I'm just curious. I, I, I don't want to get into the rationale behind it, but if you had to put some money on it, is this going past December 20th or is this going to be over? I, I, Alex, what do you think? I don't know because I've always had the stance that this wouldn't totally be necessary if they just extended unemployment or some sort of uh, some sort of stimulus. Yeah, slow down government. I mean, seriously, they can't get a stimulus out. I mean, that's everybody. Also worse. But at this point, I think they're just delaying until we get the vaccine out, and they don't have to anymore. But that's a joke. Why? I mean, they've been doing this for months and months. This bickering. Can't they figure yeah. this out? I don't know. I I really I really don't know anymore. At this point, I don't know if it's ever going to get passed because, I mean, the vaccine's coming and they're going to be like, "Well, we're not going to give out stimulus if you can work now and it's safe." Do Do you think it's going to be extended the um the in, the uh, indoor dining ban? If you had to guess, 
Zach? Me? Uh, I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't I'm not in a position to guess. I'm just, I'm just wondering what you think if, you, if you're putting money on it. Well, based on the most recent Supreme Court decision, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. I'm just hoping for a hunch, for God's sake. If I had to guess, I mean, it, as soon it as depends the on what you're started. going off of. What, whatever if you're, you're, if you're talking about politics, then maybe if you're going off politics, I'd say it's less likely to get to get extended. But if you're going based off of actual like COVID numbers and our ICU rates and things like that, then I would say it's more likely to get extended. But I, you know, I don't know. I, I know we don't know. I, I'm just looking for a hunch. I think it's going to be extended through the end of the year. I, I mean, just the way it's been going. I mean, you know, this is this is not me being a uh, scientist or a anything. I'm not looking at the merits of it. I'm just saying, like, you know, the, the way things have been going and the way the, the state of Michigan has seemed to do it, I just, I'm guessing they'll just push it to the end of the year. So I guess we'll see. I miss eating inside. We will see. Love to go to the, well. I'm, I'm not going to any bar soon. I, but, you know, when, when the restaurants were open, I, I felt very safe there. Where everyone was wearing masks. I was very socially distant, and I, I had, it was fun going out to eat in the summer, at least, and for the I short time it was open. I think it's the safety of the employees. That's really the main issue. Well, um, either way, that's going on right now. The businesses are taking advantage of uh, trying to get people to eat still. Um, by the way, really quick, I, I do not want to dwell on the Bachelorette. I know people probably. It was are, a boring episode this week. You're watching though, right? I watched some of it, yeah. What about the big twist at the end with Bennett coming back? He wasn't even gone a whole episode because they <laughs> because they waited until the beginning of this week to let him go. Yeah, and, and then they brought him right back at the end of this one, so you didn't even get a chance to like build up any like, oh, I forgot he was still here, or like, what's he doing back? Like, you were still thinking about him leaving. And now he's back, and it's like, well, what is he doing? They probably had to do that because he probably had to stay in the bubble. Because if he left the little bubble of Bachelorette world, um, it would be, you know, he, he couldn't come back. But here he is. Um, he's he's just weird. I thought I kind of thought he was a good guy at the beginning, but the, the guy is so condescending and just strange. Yeah, so what I heard from Anna right before we started the show today is that apparently there's a lot of people that really like Bennett and think he's, like, a great guy. Like so, she listens to uh, Rachel Lindsay's podcast, Higher Learning. Um, what about cutting guess, out early? Hmm. What about cutting out early? Yeah, that podcast. L- l- less frequently, but <laughs> did what? it make did it make her po- no. her top five podcast for the year on Spotify? It made mine. It made mine. What about hers? Uh, I think we we're number six. On hers, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But but anyway, so I guess both Rachel Lindsay and her uh, co-host are big fans of Bennett. And apparently a lot of people uh, who are like, you know, celebrity fans of Bachelor Nation or people in Bachelor Nation are really big fans of him. And even some of the guys that are in the house are like, yeah, he's a really cool guy, like one of the coolest guys in the house. But I don't know how that's possible because he's just shown as so condescending and just such a smarter than thou kind of person. I don't understand how anybody could like hanging out with that. He's a tall, handsome, successful Harvard grad. Oh, he went to Harvard? <laughs> I had no idea. Hey, there are four levels of emotional intelligence, Alex. There are four. I think Noah is deficient in three out of four of those. And here's a book to explain Yeah, it I was going to say, is there a book about that? There is a book. He gave it to Noah as a gift, as a sarcastic, condescending gift. Gave him this weird book about emotional intelligence. I, I just think he's, I don't know, I think he's very deceptive, um, Bennett, and condescending. I- I think so too. 
I don't really like the way he talks to to Tasha. To he, he feels he seems it so really fake. seems like he's just saying exactly. He seems to be saying exactly what she wants to hear, and I don't know how she falls for it. I I, I don't know. It, it's it's he's good at it, I guess, but it just seems so fake. Like the the shit he says to to Tasha, and you know what? Tasha's a nice girl. I have no problem with Tasha. I think she's doing a very good job as the Bachelorette. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, way better than that train wreck before. Um. Yeah, I even forgot her name. Claire. Claire. Yeah, Claire Crawley. I'm just in love. Oh my god, I'm in love. Ah, this is this is all I want. Love at first sight. Everyone... You're not only crazy, <laughs> you're dumb. I wonder how that's going, by the way. God, he's uh what's his name? Dale's probably kicking himself. What I get myself into. She's nuts. I don't have babies right now. Wait, what? They, like, he told me they were uh, seen with models, so I'm sure he's finding it some other way. <laughs> that stupid group date they did this week, too, with the the fake lie detector, Alex. I mean, how fake was that? Oh, it was. I can't believe how much they fell for it. And even the guys were saying, like, oh, it's so serious. It's just like an incredible uh, lie detector. Uh, I'm so nervous. What's going to happen? Like, oh, give me a break. How fake? How just so stupid. And what a horrible date anyway. Way to put a damper on the entire day. I think I remember one of the guys, isn't it one of them a lawyer? And, um yeah, the I, the the guy who was upset about his family, you know? Yeah, and I think he was the one that was like, Yeah, this is really serious. And I was like, dude, you're a lawyer. You should know the how one, fake these things are. It was the one who lied about his name or whatever. Right. Because he changed his name because of, like, some problem with his dad or something that he had a, had a big issue with. Um, but, I mean, it, it just was so fake. I mean, Chris Harrison was not administering it. He's still, uh, I guess, taking his, his son to online school. Uh, so he's he's out of the uh, out of the hosting gig for the, for the week. But hopefully he'll be back. Uh, well, hopefully. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll probably have to quarantine himself again, actually. So it might be a few more weeks. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, I, the last thing, I guess we, we got to get out of here. Um, we're at, what are we? 120 now, but I didn't know this, Alex, the Bronco deliveries delayed. Yeah. They just announced that recently oh. that it's going to be delayed till summer now. What are you going to do? I mean, I wasn't surprised of because they had such high order numbers and with COVID it's delaying everything. But then I saw that the new F-150 is still on track. So I don't know if maybe this is Ford playing favorites and what's going to be more profitable for them or not, but yeah. Can I say something about this? You, the the link you put no. the link you put in the in the show sheet is fool.com. How are you supposed to believe anything? That's the Motley they... Fool. They're they're huge. They're huge. They're huge. The Motley Fool? I have no idea what that is. They're a big like investor like stock market kind of like what's going on in business <laughs> world like company. You've you've never heard of the Motley Fool? No. Alex, back me up on this. I thought he got like the onion or something. Never heard of them, Max. I'm on Alex's side here. Of course, I've heard of them. Zach's just out of touch. Oh boy. He has his he has his head in all these big doctor books. He doesn't know about things like Stupid this. Stupid. Concerned about surgeries and saving people's lives. Lame shit. <laughs> <laughs> so did you cancel your reservation yet alex for the bronco not yet I, i'm still waiting to get contacted by a dealership about it i'm not yeah. feeling good about it mainly i mean not even because of the deliveries being delayed i don't mind the fact that it's going to take a little bit while i mean i'm not driving anywhere right now anyway but yeah. and and my commute to work is like less than a mile so <laughs> i mean i'm even thinking about just not getting a car altogether even though mine is you know on its last legs but just I don't hey, drive. Wait a second! Your last—I thought that thing was supposed to go another two hundred thousand miles. No, it it will. And oh, it, well, okay. <laughs> you don't sound as confident anymore. It's last legs. 
It, it it will. It will definitely go. I, I don't what know. do you mean, what, Alex? What do you mean? It's last legs. Like what? what what's happening? Nothing. It's fine. It's fine. It's just. It's making some weird noises. Crap! It doesn't work. <laughs> no, it, it runs great. Really, it's a it's a wonderful. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Just so defeated. <laughs> no, it's it's great. I I don't know. What is it? A million it, million dollars if it doesn't make it to four fifty? You have to pay me. I think I think it was a million. Something like that. It was close. Two hundred dollars. It was at least two hundred thousand. <laughs> if we said two hundred, I'm sure it was implied at least two hundred thousand. Like talking about a home. Like oh, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Of course. That goes without saying. Maybe maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll have to work it out. We'll we'll go to court. Oh boy. All right. You guys want to get out of here? But, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I just don't know. Getting cold it's, feet. It's going to be way more expensive than I thought it was. When they when they said it was coming out starting at 28, I was like, okay, well, I had some options and, you know, maybe it ends up being like 30, 35, like that's fine. But then you go play with their build and price tool and, you know, just to get like a premium sound system, you have to pay close to 50 grand. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that is silly. And by that, I mean all the options you have to add to get a premium sound system it's just weird how they have everything lined up where you have to basically buy every option if you want any of them i hate how car companies do that it's like a whole package like why can't i just select what i want it's too like hard I, I guess i don't even think the base model comes with four wheels <laughs> all right let's get out of here we've uh we've we've been going longer than uh we like to during these finals and busy times in our lives but that's all right we're having fun um, social media, please follow us. Alex, what do we got? At Cutting Out Early on Twitter, Cutting Out Early Podcast on Instagram. You can email us any comments, any suggestions, any topic ideas, even to Cutting Out Early Podcast at gmail.com. That's G M A I L dot com. You Thank can you, also Alex. find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We broadcast from anchor.fm slash cutting out early. Uh, thank you everybody for listening we hope to hear from you next week like us on facebook follow us on twitter rate us review us all of that we need it we need it that's what we're here for. and we're gonna try to get back on tuesdays i think right we'll do our best we'll do our best all right thanks everyone for listening cutting out early another one see ya